Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's good, everybody? Welcome into the Early Edge and your week two college football mega preview of three of the absolute very best. Now, as always, on every single show, before we look forward, we must look back. And A.B. and Chip had a really solid week to start. Chip, as you know, had more picks at Sportsline. E.C., eh, not so much. Part mm. of the reason we were a couple minutes late because we were arguing over whether or not we can include three games he sent in, but we did not allow him to give out on the show or not. So let's bring in the stars of the show. Let's not waste any more time. E.C., very quickly, very quickly, you had three other picks. I'm assuming you put them out at Sportsline or on your Twitter but we didn't allow you to give out here, and they were 3-0, correct? That's correct, Coach. I, including Colorado, plus 20 and a half. Had that. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out why you chose to take that one out. I just thought that these other seven were better than the the, the other three, and of course it happens that way. There, there is the problem. Your other seven, which means you sent in 10. Let's just nail it down. Let's just squeeze it in just a little bit. Let's not upset Chip, please. Let's not upset Chip. All right, gentlemen, we have no time to waste because we have a certain amount of time that I would like to get the show in because people have lives. They have other things to do. So here's what we do on this show because I know there's a lot of you that are brand new to our mega college football preview. A.B. and Chip, also two of our very best. So we look at the top five games, according to us, and then we go into the board that our guys can pick, as I just said, any games that they want. And they have to stand behind them, EC. So, gentlemen, the very first game we're talking about today, is anybody talking about anything else than the Colorado Buffaloes and Prime and all those receivers that had over 100 yards? His son, who had over 500 yards. Chip, I'm so fired up. I'm starting with you. Colorado is a three-point favorite after matching their win total from a year ago after one single solitary week. Start us off. I mean, Coach Prime looked EC in the eye and asked. Do you believe? And EC said a little bit, and so Coach Prime asked again. Do you believe? And EC said not that much. Let's not put it on the show. We'll just put it to the side. I'll throw it on Sportsline. I understand. But look, Coach Prime, I didn't either. But I have seen the light because – there's a, there's a really, really simple word in college football, and no handicapper, no model is able really going to be able to account for dudes. And Colorado just had more dudes than the other team, TCU. And when you're going up against a Nebraska team, of which there is an absence of dudes, 
I think you just got to go with the buffs and keep this train rolling. It, you know, I put in the Chipolytics. The Chipolytics was like Nebraska's the play. And I was like, Chipolytics, you hit the streets because Chipolytics cannot in properly account for how much Shador Sanders, who has improved so much every single year over year, when he arrived at Jackson State to last season at Jackson State, better. From last season at Jackson State to what we've already seen through one game, he is better. He processes the field well. He is able to, in that offense, manipulate defenses with his eyes. I was very impressed by Sanders. Travis Hunter, obviously, absolute dude. And Dylan Edwards, man, does recruiting matter. The true freshman Freshman running back was a committed to Notre Dame. Coach Prime gets the job, flips him from Notre Dame. He ends up having three touchdowns. I just, I'm not going to overthink this. The numbers say that Nebraska should be the pick. The numbers say that Colorado should be minus three. Colorado should maybe be a touchdown favorite in this ball game. You just ride the buffs. You ride the buffs. We learn our lesson, as Chip just said. And apparently, Lori already has. She said, EC, I've already learned not to play every single game. So they're trying to teach you, EC, from the chat. But as we learn, as we go into this game, and Nebraska, let me check my notes, 8-1 and one against the spread in their past nine games as a road underdog. So as Chip said, the numbers say Nebraska. EC, what do you say? I'll tell you what. First of all, Coach, Chip is pure gold. So I, I, it's hard to go right after that because his – I mean, that was, that was brilliant. With that said, he's right about his logic on Colorado, but I'm going to roll with the under 59 and a half. The only chance that Nebraska has to win this game is to keep it low scoring. And by the way, since that Oklahoma debacle in game four last year, Nebraska's defense is averaging giving up only 22.4 points per game in its last nine games. Now, Colorado surrendered 262 yards on the ground to TCU at 7.1 yards per carry, and they did not have much of a rushing attack against the Horned Frogs, gaining only 55 yards on 34 rushing attempts. Just what that all means, Nebraska is going to play a ball control offense Keep the game, uh, keep the ball away from Colorado and Shador Sanders. I think the game goes under. I think Colorado will win, but I don't see the Buffs scoring more than 31. So rolling with, let's say, a 31 28 is worst case. We still hit that under 59 and a half. Yeah, Nebraska AB, the under is hit in eight of their last 10 games. You couldn't possibly agree with EC, could you? Yeah, I do, Coach, and that scares me too, right? But I think he's spot on here. So first off, look, Colorado riding high. Everybody is fired up. That team, Nebraska, had their hearts ripped out on the last play of the game. Why do I say both of those? I think we see a little regression to the mean. Not to mention, this game is kicking off at 10 in the morning, mountain time. If this were a night game, I don't know if I'd play the under. But I could see a little bit of sleepwalking from Colorado. I could see Nebraska, as Chip and EC mentioned, trying to muddy this thing up, run the football, run the clock. All right. And if it's a tight game, we're going to smash the under. If Colorado wins 45 to 10, we're going to smash the under. So I agree. Under 59 and a half. That's the play. It was really hard to watch Nebraska play Minnesota last week. 13 to 10 was the final against the Gophers. Hard to watch. So listen to the guys. By the way, Jamie in the chat says, EC, I bet on 36 games last week. Don't let coach tell you 10 is too many. As long as you do parlays, coach. Don't even say it. <laughs> Game number two. I'm going to pretend I didn't even hear that. Game number two. Number 10, Notre Dame. By the way, can we please write into the chat, well done, Snake. All on his own. He's making these 
graphics. AB's helping him. They look incredible. Please, how about well done, Snake, in the chat? So, yeah, no, this, this is Snake. This is Snake. Well this done, This is all buddy. Snake? No, yeah, nothing, snake, not man. you? No. Nope. All right. All Snake. God, he works all the time, literally. I wish you guys could see how my phone just lights up. It's incredible. But that's what you need from a crew. So, A.B., how about we start with you on this one? Notre Dame, they've outscored their opponents 96, excuse me, 98 to 6 in the first two weeks. They've covered as 20-and-a-half-point favorites and 48-and-a-half-point favorites. They covered as well. NC State, uh, uh, talk to me. Yeah, you're right. That's a that's a proper response to NC State. <laughs> Look, Notre Dame's playing great football, all right? They can run the ball. They can pass. They can do it all. And here's the thing. They have to keep getting better, all right? This Notre Dame team has high aspirations on the season. So I'm going to take Notre Dame team total touchdowns over three and a half, priced at minus 125, all right? Four touchdowns. Do you think Notre Dame will score four touchdowns against NC State? They could come offensively. They could come defensively. They could run a kickback. Any touchdown counts. While we need are four, and absolutely. <laughs> Notre Dame might have this covered by about mid-third quarter. They're going to put points up on NC State. Well, it just makes sense then that you would take Notre Dame on the side. And let me see if I have somebody. Oh, I do. Chip, you're up. Okay, so Sam Hartman has never won in Carter-Finley Stadium. Okay, I understand. We just got to get that one out of the way. But that man is wearing his rib on a necklace right now. He is built different than you and I, and he is ready to have a transformational win. We're taking Notre Dame. We're laying the points. Notre Dame, you know, they play five ACC opponents every single year. Notre Dame has won 28 straight regular season games against ACC opponents. And yeah, that does include some Boston College, but it also includes some Clemson. That streak goes back to November of 2017. The Fighting Irish come to town. You sell a bunch of season tickets, and then Notre Dame hands you your L. And that's exactly what they're going to do right here. It's going to start up front with the offensive line, pushing NC State around. I thought that the NC State offensive and defensive lines were going to be a strength this year. I was very concerned with how UConn handled both sides of the ball. Notre Dame is an entirely different level than UConn. Uh, so we take the fighting Irish and we'll lay the points. Yeah. So you're on Notre Dame and AB's on Notre Dame over three and a half touchdowns. So, I mean, we all are on the same page. It's going to be points, points, and tons of points. EC? No, coach, it's not going to be tons of points. Let me tell you why. In six games last year at home against FBS teams, NC State was 0-4-2 to this number of, of 51. And by the way, Sam Hartman, Mr. Ripman, throwing three interceptions each in his last two games against NC State. I'm sorry, A.B., I see this being lower scoring. Now, this is a lean play for me, but I see it being a little bit lower scoring than everyone thinks. Not saying Notre Dame isn't going to win in cover. I just think it's going to be lower scoring than we would think. Maybe Notre Dame's defense holds NC State to 14, and we all win. So what, you're what, comparing... are you, what are you calling for? Like 20 to 10? <laughs> yeah, what, what oh, do you I, think it's be? I see something like 27, 14, 27, 13, lower score. You could get your four touchdowns, missed extra point right there. But I just think it's we're going to see a lower scoring game than everyone thinks. Defense. What, what, what's, what's the number you had on that? Uh, 51. Oh, 51. 51. 51. Snake, I don't know if you're prepared for this because I'm not either. But uh, EC our first showdown potentially of the college football season. Are you in or are you out? 
You're what you're taking the over 51? You're damn right I'm taking the over 51. Because oh, it's gonna be snake. like 56 to 10. Talk snake. to me. Snake, hit the music. Let's go! It's gonna be a showdown. You all better roll with your boy. You all better roll with your boy to the over 51. Oh, what time does that game start? Oh, 12 Man. Eastern, which means. By 3 o'clock Eastern, my phone better go a little ring-a-ding-ding with the notification from Venmo. That yeah, says, when, you put, when you pay me, that's the only notification you're going to get. Wow. Snake, put a pin in this part of the show, please. Put a <laughs> pin that. in this part of the show. Somebody in the chat said you're their spirit animal. I don't know. Somebody said your undershirt is popping today. That was oh Bergbets. Bergbets is in the chat. Yeah, man. About college football. You have any question for him? He's a big part of the sports sign crew. Put him into the chat. He will answer them in real time. So moving on to game number three, a battle of a state that I don't even like to go to anymore because I was married there. Let that sink in for a second. Iowa against Iowa State. The Hawkeyes, they had an offensive explosion last week. They scored 24 in beating Utah State, not covering the 23 points. Kenzie Brooks was all over it. If you followed her at Sportsline, she said there's no way. Iowa can't even score 23 points. How are they supposed to win by 23? And she nailed it. So Iowa favored by four. Iowa State plus 150 on the money line. Look at the little Chick-fil-A nuggets that Snake is adding for you. So, A.B., let me start with you because – I don't know which way to go here. I really don't. Talk to me. Yeah, you know what, Coach? Honestly, I really don't either. I lean Iowa with the four. This is not an official pick from me. I would, yeah, again, man, like, Coach, exactly what you just said. It's tough to trust Iowa and points, especially in a rivalry game, especially with these two teams and these two fan bases. That being said, the reason why I lean to Iowa is because Kirk Ferentz, for the first time really ever, is feeling some heat, and him and his son have contracts based on scoring here. I, I Again, I don't feel great about it. If I had to go one way or the other, it would be Iowa. But, yeah, there's a reason why it's not an official pick from me. All right. Well, Nola Face says it's the under here. It's low for yeah. a reason. Chip, you agree with that, correct? More or less, uh, you know, my lean here for the show is to say Iowa State plus four. But I mean, this is just uh, right out of the book. I mean, you, you flip open the recipe and right beside mashed potatoes, it's underdog and unders in the Cyhawk trophy game. I mean, we've seen nine, six. We've seen 10, nine. We've seen missed extra points. We see weird stuff happen in a game that looks like you're watching it in black and white because of how much punting and field position is going down. I think we are right by the book in this one. So at four, I lean Iowa State, and then uh, I would also lean to the under as well. Well, the line of the day so far is by Justin Jackson in the chat. He says, Coach, which team do you think has more money on the game this week? <laughs> if, uh, if any of you aren't following the storylines, uh, a few players will not be participating this week <laughs> because they were placing said bets on said games. So with that being said, leave it to our contrarian. EC to be on the other side of the fence. Tell me why at plus four, you lean to the Cyclones. Well, no, actually, Coach, I, I actually lean under here. I lean under 36 and a half here. Oh, see, I was it, reading it wrong. I just figured that you were on the under. That's why Chip looked at me like I had three heads. 
So but my I roll with it because I do believe it. It is next to the mashed potatoes, <laughs> unders and underdogs. So and either one. you don't want to make me look bad. See what he did right there? He didn't want to make me look bad. That's called protecting your host because he's a professional. So, EC, after my mistake, tell me why you like the under. Well, Coach, I'm just concerned, honestly, that players from both teams are watching this game or watching the show because, you know, gambling is apparently prevalent in Iowa between these two teams and betting. I mean, what is going on here? How can you pick the over when you don't even know who's going to be playing for either team? Iowa State's backfield is suspended because they were betting. Not a good thing, especially at that age. Don't recommend that. Anyways, I like the under 36 and a half because the under is hitting four straight in the series, nine of the last 10, and 15 of the last 17 meetings. Oh, by the way, Iowa State was outgained by Northern Iowa. And oh, by the way, Iowa only had less than 300 yards against Utah State. I don't even know who Iowa State's fill-in quarterback Rocco Becht is, but I don't think he throws for 100 yards. I would be surprised if Iowa State got to 10, and we know Iowa's not getting to 27. Take the under. Lean to the Race under. Says, pay them, boys. Pay them. Hey, they were betting college baseball, and I don't know any other show oh, that bets college baseball. So of there course. you go, boys. Yeah, Zach said Iowa and Iowa State players have been watching early edge too much. We are. Think they made parlays. Are they doing college football parlays? Do you want this to be your last week on the show? Like, like, parlay? Have we had somebody only last two weeks on a specialty show? Have we ever thrown them off? I don't believe we have. If Snake covered EC's box with like a now hiring sign, I would have lost my mind. (laughs) With that being said, I got to pay these guys. We have two more big time games to talk about, including Texas and Alabama. That's still to come. But first, let's hear. From one of our incredible partners. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You want to talk about an under? Last year in our next big game, we're going to talk about the under came in because these two teams, Texas A&M and Miami, the U combined for 26 points last year. So, Chip, when we're talking unders, and this one's sitting at 51.5, A&M is favored by 4.5, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to go right there to that under. So Mario Cristobal, until further notice, just an under coach uh, or just maybe an under team this year because Miami is elite defensively. Their defensive line is tenacious. You know, whether it's experienced future NFL player like Leonard Taylor or whether it's a down-the-line NFL player like freshman Reuben Bain, Jafari Harvey, like they're just cycling bodies in and out at the second level. Maui Goa, the rest of that group's good. Back end has James William, Cam Kinney, Like I am giving you players that are going to have their names called in the NFL draft. Miami's loaded up there and boy, they are regular on offense. (laughs) Oh my gosh. They are so normal. 
and average and run-of-the-mill Power 5 offense. Tyler Van Dyke was looked awesome a couple years ago. He was the ACC's Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't think he's seeing it. Or, or at least his wide receivers are not in sync with the new offense led by Shannon Dawson. I know that it was just Miami of Ohio, but still, that Miami offense missed out on opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And so when you've got an offense where nothing's clicking and you've got an elite defense and you're playing at home and Texas A&M's coming to town, who, by the way, yeah, it's great that Connor Wegman and the offense under Bobby Petrino got things rocking and rolling, but you were playing New Mexico. I just think that this screams another low-scoring game because, number one, it's the only way that Miami can win. And right now, it's kind of the only way Miami plays, too. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But if Miami's not going to score and we think Texas A&M is, there's always different ways to attack this game. A.B., what is one of those ways? Yes, sir. We're going to take Texas A&M first half team total over 13 and a half points. And I'll tell you why. For everything that both of you just laid out. Look, Jimbo Fisher is finally feeling heat. Also, Jimbo Fisher has an offense here. Don't sleep on Texas A&M just yet. And he knows that this is one of the must-win circled games. Look, there's a gentleman named Mark Mariani, former All-Pro wide receiver in the NFL with the Tennessee Titans, who watches this show. So one, Mark, shout out to you. Second, have to give you props on it. You call it blood in the water pick. And that's exactly what this is because, look, Texas A&M has to start this game fast. They have to put points on the board. I'm not saying that it's going to be fast-paced. But I am saying that AM is not going to mess around with Miami on the road. They have to put in points and they have to do it by touchdowns. So the first half, team total over 13 and a half, the boys getting it. All right. So, so far, everything that we've done in this game can all still hit, including, remarkably enough, the play that EC has in this play, which is. Well, first of all, Coach, I want to say this about Chip's pick of uh, Miami under last week. I was so close to hitting that over. Almost got hosed out of a, a play at the two-yard line for uh, Miami of Ohio. But just want to say that. All right. Now, both of my parents met at the University of Miami. I hope they are not watching because otherwise they won't be allowed back in their home. I'm rolling with Texas A&M minus four and a half on the road in Cor- or in, in Miami. Let me tell you why. Jimbo Fisher is 15-0. and 0 undefeated in road and neutral site games played in the state of Florida. He has a 60 and nine career record in the state. A&M was one of my preseason darlings. I think they could, heck, I think they could win the SEC West, but we'll take it one step at a time. A&M 27, Miami 20, official prediction, laying the four and a half. Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> That's an under too. That's an it under. It is an under. That is that an under. everything. That's yeah. everything, right? If, if the halftime score is 17 to 13, yeah, that would hit everything. We would all we would all cover. I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. Although I, I don't want that much of a sweat on the minus four and a half. Let's go 27. I don't know. I like all three. All right. Now, gentlemen, we have one more big game to get to, and it's the biggest game of the week. It's got two big-time personalities as head coach. you got one coach who saved the career, and it's not an understatement or an overstatement or whatever you want to call it. He saved this man's career. And then people realize that he's a really brilliant offensive mind. And that's how Steve Sarkeesian ended up at University of Texas. But now, after last year nearly beating Alabama, they got to go on the road. Bama favored by seven. Feels like a gift. Feels like a gift. So I'm going to start with A.B. Because you have the most positive of the picks in this game. 
And if this comes in, it's going to be a hell of a game to watch. What do you like? Yes, sir, it is. We're going to take the over 54 and a half in this game. Look, remember, this game was about to be on fire last year. And then Quinn Ewers was injured and it completely changed the aspect. So don't even look back. These are two completely different teams. Now, Quinn Ewers is back. Texas is back. This team is legit. They can score. They can pass. They can run. And Quinn Ewers, look, he runs some old school veer option stuff too. He'll get the ball out and Texas can get it down the field. Alabama dealing with some injuries here in the secondary. Now their defense is super legit. Kevin Steele's doing a great job already with that defense against MTSU. They tackled better, less penalties. That was their big problem last year. That being said, though, all right, they've got some injuries in the secondary. Texas will take advantage. Alabama on the other side, all right? I don't know if you guys have seen this quarterback. He's the fastest player on their team, and I'm not kidding. He's like Kyler Murray in terms of when he goes, it starts in fifth gear. It's going to be a problem for Texas when he takes off. I don't know how well he throws. I'm not saying it's bad, but this dude can take off. Long story short, this is going to be a back-and-forth affair. At 54-and-a-half, I'll end it with this. You're essentially betting, will both teams score four touchdowns in this game? I think they do. Well, I hate to do this, A.B. I hate to do this. But as I'm trying to host the show and be a professional and listen to your take, somebody else was not listening to your take because they were busy typing things into the chat with people who were make fun of said person who it said his parents met in Miami. So it's all confusing, but I know that he wasn't paying attention and he would never be disrespectful when it comes to your pick either. Uh, EC, what are you, what are you on, on this game? AB's on the over. What are, what are you on? Uh, oh, I heard everything AB said, coach. I'm rolling with the under here. Oh, Listen, we had, we, we had now this is a, this is a lean. Cause I don't really have a good feel on this game. Oh, it's a lean. Here we go. Uh, I'm, I'm, a lean. I'm sorry. Uh, it's a lean. Yeah. But let me say this. We had three top 12 NFL draft picks in this game last year and only 39 total points. This one, we're going to see defense. Now, I don't know. Alabama could blow them out. Texas could keep it close. I'm so, I can't find any way. Every way I've tried to concoct this game, I cannot find a way that either t- that both teams score four touchdowns. Just can't do it. So I'm rolling with the under. 54 and a half, I believe it is. And, and I feel confident in that. I would be surprised if it got over 50. Lean, remember, lean. Sorry, A.B. Oh, we know, because that's how you try to hedge your bets. So if it doesn't come in, then you go, oh, it was just a lean for me. But if it does, see, I told you. I told you right there. That's what a lean means for you. Now, sometimes you got to keep it simple. And sometimes you got to go to the best team, playing at home, straightforward. And if you give me Alabama chip and I only got to give a touchdown, I don't care who it's to. I'm playing the Crimson Tide. Do you agree with me? Yes. Who has the coaching matchup when one of these guys has seven rings and the other one's never won 10 games? Seven national championships, including six and 12 years, zero 10 win seasons. Now, Steve Sarkeesian, Nick Saban, they went back and forth, right? When he was the OC, that's one thing that all Saban assistants talk about is how competitive the practices are, not just for the players, but for the coaches. So they do know a lot of each other's wrinkles. And I think that Texas will hit enough big plays to be able to at least feel good and put together a small little highlight reel. But it's going to be like a 23, 24 second highlight reel because Alabama has one of the best defenses in the whole daggum country. And they are really going to put Texas in some difficult situations. 
I think that this is a lot of running the football. Also with Jalen Milrow as a runner, I think this is leaning on the defense. I think this is a squeeze the life out of the evening kind of night in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Uh, the ones that all those checkerboard fedoras, they like those kind of wins. This is a Nick Saban special right here. Everybody comes in excited for fireworks and might leave a little bit disappointed. Yeah, Ray said Bama rarely covered last year which is why you don't think Nick Saban doesn't know that you don't think Nick Saban doesn't know they weren't dominant all of last year. Of course he knows that. But and wait, he coach, he's not, he's not Iowa players. Now Iowa players know the lines, Alabama, Nick Saban doesn't care about the line. You know, Nick Saban's even more harsh than a sports book. Whatever yeah. you're like his, like they may be 39 against middle Tennessee. No, his brain says 47. Okay. <laughs> He's going for kill shots out here. And you want to talk about difference from last year to this year. Why do you think Nick Saban got a new offensive coordinator? Why do you think Nick Saban got a new defensive coordinator? Ran Pete Golding off to Ole Miss, ran Bill O'Brien off the, uh, the Patriots. It's the greatest thing Saban does. He doesn't fire you. He rehires you and gets you sent off somewhere else. Hashtag educate entertain do you want to do the work i didn't think so all right so those are five big time games that are coming up this weekend but i always task my cappers with their own best bets and that's where we've arrived right now but not before i pay a few more of those bills snake roll it another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There's a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Boy, it is hard to believe, but the NFL has arrived our bread and butter. And just so you know, every Thursday night, which is tomorrow, if you're watching us live, primetime show, Sunday night, primetime show, Monday night, primetime show. We got you covered. Got you covered. Also, Sunday at noon Eastern time for all of the Sunday games. We got you covered right here. Turn on your notifications. So, AB, let's start with you, big boy, because I need... How about two? I need two picks from you, Big 12. And I need also a team that last week, a lot of people thought LSU, including the head coach for LSU, said, we're going to go and mop up those boys. Whatever he said, it didn't happen. So give no. me two. Give me two. <laughs> it didn't happen, Coach. And i tell you what, Thursday night football, I am ready to play our game of the gym. I'm already getting our plus 1,000 first touchdown score ready to go. But staying in college football here. First off. We're going to take Oklahoma State, all right? Minus three, uh, yeah, three and a half, I'm sorry. Minus three and a half against Arizona State. And I'll keep it unbelievably simple why I'm taking Oklahoma State. Arizona State, I don't believe in you at all. I am calling you out. I don't believe in any of this. Not that I'm saying that Oklahoma State are world beaters, but I definitely think that they're more well-coached. I 
Definitely think they have more talent on the field. And if you're giving me three and a half here, I'll eat the hook. Give it to me. Second, last week gets LSU. We rode Florida State first half. Team total over 13 and a half. We cashed Florida State first half. Team total over 13 and a half. Here's the deal. We're going to take Florida State second half team total over 17 and a half at minus 105, and I will tell you why. All right? Clemson saw Florida State and was shook. Florida State then watched the Clemson game and said, blood is in the water in Tallahassee. They play Clemson in two weeks. Mike Norvell and his offense in their home opener this Saturday in a night game at Doe Campbell against Southern Miss. They are going to get this offense going all night Long, they see their biggest competition in Clemson in two weeks. All gas, no breaks. You just keep going, all right, till that game starts. They won't stop scoring. Take them over 17 and a half in the second half. Let's remember, this is the last year where there's only four playoff teams. Next year, it really opens up. Florida State's one of those teams that has to prove to everybody that they're as good as they think they are to get into that top four early and then cruise late. It's important right now to look the part. I love that play. EC, let me come to you because rarely do we ever see a team lay 37 or plus points, but we have that this week and you have found some value. Let's start right there. Well, uh, first of all, AB, that first pick you made is amazing. Absolutely love anything anti-Arizona State, so thank you for that. But this one I'd like to coach call a Chip Patterson special with Arkansas minus 37 against Kent State. Now, I noticed how astute Chip was in finding those big lines last week, so imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. Couldn't resist. So Kent State is the most inexperienced team in the country, and they're staring 0-12 in the face. I mean, they have four returning starters, and before the show, Chip and I were going over where all their good players, and by the way, their head coach is now the offensive coordinator at Colorado. That's where he left a head coaching job to be Dion's offensive coordinator. Not a good sign. Arkansas should be similar to UCF, who, by the way, had like 723 yards against uh, Kent State last week and rushed for 389 yards on 46 attempts. It's over eight and a half yards per attempt and five touchdowns. Ugly. But Arkansas scores 50-plus, and I don't think Kent State gets two touchdowns, so let's roll with it and roll Arkansas minus 37. My next pick, along the lines of what A.B. said, Southern Miss Florida State over 52 and a half. Now, it's, when Southern Miss has played a really good team like they did in 2021 at Alabama, who was number one at the time, they lost 63 to 21. Now, listen, they're, they're playing better. They're 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games, which is the second longest streak in the country. I get it. But Florida State, during their current seven-game winning streak dating back to last year, they've scored between 35 and 49 points in each game. I think they score in the upper 40s, and all we'll need is one Southern Miss touchdown. So why not? AB and I, in sync once again, let's hit it over 52 and a half. This line's too low. And then finally, speaking of overlines, Stanford and USC over 69 and a half. It's a big number. But when you consider that USC's overline has hit in 10 straight games, and in those 10 games, they're averaging combined 79.9 points per game. It's crazy. This is the fourth longest streak in FBS since 1995. USC is averaging 46 points a game. I'm sorry, but I don't see Stanford in those 10 games. I don't see Stanford slowing them down at all. USC scored, what, 56 and 63 in two weeks? They dropped 50 again? I think we can get three touchdowns from Stanford. Garbage time. I think this goes well into the 70s and hits this over 69 and a half. And these are official plays, coach. No leans. Oh, are you sure? I'm sure. Are you positive? I'm All positive. Right. 
Matty Ray says, what will be my first showdown this year? I'm guessing, Matty, it's going to be something with EC. Kyle says, heck yes, EC. Woo pig. Isn't it pig suey? No, it's, you can woo pig works. Yeah, woo, you can woo, woo pig it. You, you can woo pig it? Yeah, you can woo pig it. Woo pig suey is the full call, but, you know, woo pig, woo pig. Okay, if Chip says the woo pig, then I'll go with woo pig. I've never heard it, but I'll go with If Chip says it, I'm going with it. All right, Chip, I know you got three big ones coming. But I got to go back to AC first. AC, AB first. <laughs> Combine the two. AB, I know you got two more for me. Talk to me. Yes, sir. And I'll tell you what, I'll go quick because, Chip, I don't want to be in your way. First off, Georgia, <laughs> second half team total over 17 and a half. Yep. Sorry about it, Ball State. Even when Georgia's running the football to end games, that's what they do best. They're going to continue to score throughout this one. And remember, they have a brand new quarterback. All right, there's no taking steps and bids and sticks sets and bid it out in the beginning of the third quarter, right? Like you've got to get these guys going. So Georgia will continue their offense, take them over 17 and a half in the second half. And then lastly, all right, we're gonna go Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, over 46 and a half. Last week, both of these teams combined for 110 points. Rivalry game. They know each other. They're going to play against each other. Cincinnati quarterback Emory Jones. My man has been in college football as long as Emory Hunt was running in college football. He's been there forever. And I say that as a positive because he's going to score points. So will Pitt take the over. (laughs) Oh, that was very, very good. Next level capping right there. By the way, Kyle says, we need to get you a hog hat, coach. Hey, if you send me a hog hat, Kyle, I'll wear it on the show. If you send me one of those hog hats, I swear to God, I'll, I'll wear it on the show. Hey, and coach, real quick, Justin Jackson in the chat asked what book every single one of my plays all year long. They all come from DraftKings. That's where you can find all of these styles. Just go under game props and team props. You'll see it. Boom. There you go. All right. We have reached that time of the show. We can have all our fun with the best bets. We can have fun with EC and AB, but let's be honest. Chip is everything college football at Sportsline and the early edge. So, Chip, it's your spot. It's your show. Why don't we start with a team that almost nobody gave a chance last week to because they didn't have their quarterback, but yet they still went out and dominated. Mm. Can we start there, please? Mm, 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 mm. Y'all had to really go out there and doubt Kyle Whittingham. This this man is encouraged and enthused by the opportunity to play a game with his hand tied behind his back. Oh, you want a backup quarterback? Oh, you want backup tight ends? That's fine because the foundation that I have built of whooping up on you at the line of scrimmage and having just enough speed on the perimeter to rip off those one or two big touchdown plays that I need to be able to win a football game, yeah, that's fine. So Utah got up and just sat on top of Florida the rest of the game. They could have kept scoring. They could have won by more. And look, Cam Rising actually has been medically cleared, but my handicap here still has him not playing because Bryson Barnes can still go. Nate Johnson could still step in, and Utah can still win this game by 10 because here's what's wrong with Baylor. Baylor could not run the ball at all against Texas State. And that was Texas State. We're talking about Utah here. Now, Baylor did have some success throwing the football, but oh, no. Quarterback Blake Shapin injured in the game, out two to three weeks, not going to be in this game. So we could be talking about a double backup quarterback situation. And I just think that this Baylor team, which, by the way, also was down two of its starting uh, secondary players and lost another one in that game. I mean, this is the walking wounded. Baylor is like alarms are going off inside of the building in Waco 
so. And I think that Utah is just going to come in and bully them. It might be a slow to warm. It might be another, you know, lower scoring game, but 24 to 10 is a winner at seven and a half. I would take anything up to double digits. All right. This next one is a Super Bowl game. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to take Tulane. I'm going to take the whole touchdown. They're playing at home. Ole Miss coming in. This is the biggest game for the green wave. And I think that they can keep it close enough, late enough. Big X factor here because I'm giving you all of the information, educate as well as entertain. Uh, <laughs> Tulane's run defense is suspect. All right. That's that is not good going up against Quinshawn Judkins, but this is a vibes play. But you got to stand by your vibe sometime to lane to keep it close. And then finally, I am a little bit alarmed with what I saw from Boise state. So let's jump on the other side. UCF got a nice little jog through the park against Kent state to open up its season. The team that we've talked about, we're just going to fade blindly, but I think that inside that UCF program, we're learning a little bit about the transfer portal additions. The way that Gus Malzahn has his own roster reworking that's going on. If Boise's pass defense and defense in general is as bad as it was against Washington, then they're going to get shredded at home, even on the Smurf turf against Gus Malzahn and UCF. So again, Washington might be that good, but when we've got big changes in the power ratings right now, and sometimes you're trying to stick to your original number, you got to know when to make that change. Number on Boise might not be right. UCF's going to expose it. Let all that sink in. You don't think there's levels to this game, ladies and gentlemen? There are levels to this game. And I say it all the time, but we show it all the time. Now, <clears throat> we've got through all of our picks. We've done all the big games. So grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here's the recap, courtesy of the snake always on the ones and the twos. Take a screenshot, screen grab. However, as you know, it pays to watch live hashtag. Chip, Notre Dame minus the seven. Texas A&M minus. Go under 51 and a half. Utah, laying the seven and a half. You want to buy it down to seven, lay the extra juice. Don't hate that. Tulane plus seven. UCF minus three and a half. Then EC. It's going to be a bounce back week for my man EC. A&M minus four and a half. Nebraska, Colorado. We're going under that big number, 59 and a half. Arkansas minus 37. Pig woo suey. By the way, Kyle, put your Twitter handle into the chat. I will contact you directly. Nebraska, Colorado, we already said the under. Southern Miss, Florida State, over 52.5, minus 115. Stanford, USC, over. You heard the numbers. I mean, USC is simply an over team than AB. Nebraska, Colorado, he agrees with EC. Notre Dame team touchdowns over 3.5. A&M first half team total over 13.5. Texas, Alabama, we're going over. EC likes the under. Oklahoma State minus 3.5. Florida State second half team total. We're giving you everything. Georgia, second half team total. <sighs> Cincinnati, Pittsburgh over 46.5. Uh, one more thing. EC, what is our showdown? So I have it Our right. showdown is I have the under in Notre Dame, NC State. You have the over 51. The under in what game? Notre Dame, NC State. Oh. Which is, yeah, thank that. you for the $100 in advance. Yeah, I Appreciate wasn't it. listening to you just like oh. nobody else will on that game mm -hmm. this week either. All right, you guys know that I like to end every single one of my shows, my specialty shows, asking my cappers what's the number one most important thing that they're looking forward to this week in college football. You can use this information for this week or into the future, but knowledge is power. A.B., start us off. Yes, sir. The reason why we like teams like Florida State and we play the offense is because in college football, there's no larger jump for good teams than from week one to week two because that's where you fix your issues. So I am excited to see which teams utilize practice this week 
and get better. Boom. EC, you're up. Coach, we talked about leans on this show. Well, I've got another one for you. It pays to watch live, right? What if I told you a home team that's won 23 straight home openers, was 4-2 and two, uh, against the spread as an underdog last season, was 5-2 and two against the spread at home last season? What if I told you their quarterback was having a revenge game against his former school and nobody, I mean, nobody's picking them. I think they can win outright. How about Texas Tech plus six and a half at home against an Oregon team that dropped 81 last week? albeit they were playing essentially a high school team in Portland State, but it's true. I think Texas Tech, watch out for them. They're uh, Oregon 0-3 in their last three against the Big 12. Their last win was in 2013 in the Alamo Bowl over Texas. Texas Tech is a sneaky dog. Why is that line only 6.5? Should be a lot higher, right? So pays to watch live. Let's go with the Red Raiders here. Very interesting. All right, Chip, bring us home. I'm talking about the prime time double header. We're going to 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch it on CBS. You can stream it on Paramount+. Plus. What? Huh? I'm talking about UCLA, San Diego State, and five-star true freshman quarterback Dante Moore. UCLA head coach Chip Kelly is all like, we're going to let the quarterback competition continue to go. We're going to see how it goes. This guy is a dude to bring it back from earlier in the show. Uh, I'm really excited about watching him. I'm really excited about watching him on CBS. Yes, that'll be game two. Game one is from the big house with UNLV and Michigan. Yeah. How will Michigan ever survive without Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines against East Carolina, UNLV? Mm. Mm. It wasn't even suspension at all. Suspended for November. That would matter. Great takes, great insight, great picks. And remember, Make the decision for yourself. That's what this business is all about. All right? So do the work. We can only lead you to the water. All right. There's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all these college football tickets straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, Lumbo, EC, AB. My man, Chip, and Snake always on the ones and the twos. I'm simply the coach trying to keep this train on said track. We grind for you. Turn on your notifications. I don't want any more tweets. Coach, can you send me the pics? No. Watch the show. We grind for you so we can win with you. It's truly what we're all about right here at the Early Edge. Good luck. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.